Hello and welcome to the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson, the podcast designed to give you all the financial advice you'll ever need. This is episode 56, where in a moment we chat financial goal setting. It is coming up. But if you have a general financial query, then you're in the right place because we've got an enormous resource of free advice right here. And you can access it all simply by delving into our back catalogue of shows. Because in our programs to date, we've covered things like mortgages, investments, pensions, credit unions, self-build homes, help to buy schemes, premium bonds, life insurance, and loads more. You name it, we've done it pretty much. And last week, we looked at family planet. Well, becoming a parent. We can drill down and focus on pretty much anything forensically. Find the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You get us there. Like I say, an enormous resource all available completely free. Find our previous shows after listening to this one and have a binge on what you need. While you're there, if you could rate and review us, for instance, you could tell us what we need to address to help you out and follow the show. And then that way you'll get that episode when we record it next time. I'm John Ellis. With me as always, the star of our show. Here's Phil Anderson. Hi, Phil. Hi, John. How are you today? Good, thank you. Now, this is a topic you're, you're really big on. I know you love goal setting, don't you? Not just for finance, but all sorts of things. Oh, is it? Do you know it? It's something I've spent a lot of money on and, and a lot of time doing over the years. And hopefully, through my experiences, I can help people to with, with their own goal setting. And and the the benefit of that is that, like, if you you set goals and then achieve them, it's great. You're you're getting what you want. So it is it's something I've done a lot of myself in the past and spent a lot of money on various coaches and and things. So hopefully, I can share some of that with with the audience today. First of all, Phil, for anyone who's who's never come across the concept of goal setting and think it's maybe something that the Don should do more of and benefit from, what is it? Why should you? And why is it important to make a written record of it? Yeah, there's been studies done before. I think there was a big one at Harvard University once in the States where it said if you write down a goal, you're a lot more likely to to achieve it. And I was actually in a look online as well, and there was another study that, that... they, they give a statistic, I think you were 42% more likely to achieve a goal if you were to write it down. And the, the one thing I would say from my experience with writing down, it just kind of concentrates your mind a wee bit better. So, and, and it gives you focus. If you've got them written there, you're looking at it, it's visual. So I, I definitely recommend or highly recommend writing down your, your goals. Okay, so you might have a goal to lose weight by a certain date to, to raise an amount of money for charity or, or run a certain distance or all three could be could be involved in one really anything i suppose but when it comes to finance what sort of goals can you look to aim for there you know what there, there's lots of different goals you can can have when it comes to your your sort of financial situation what one of the, the most enjoyable shows i i found that we, we've recorded so far was one saving for holidays and a lot of that was around like i, I don't know i love my holidays so I find it easy to say, right, I'm going to set a goal. I want to go here, then like look and say, right, how much will I need to, to get that? So financial goals can be things like saving for holidays, saving for Christmas. It might be planning a wedding. It, it could be building an emergency fund. If, if you've not got any money in your bank, it could be that. It could be repaying debts. You might think, right, I want to set a goal to pay my mortgage off by a certain time scale or a certain age. You, you might have pension pot goals. You, you might have a goal to move to a bigger house. That would be a, a good one as well. 
that's something that I did myself not not that long ago. And I, I used to have a picture of the, the house that I wanted. And so that that's one that, that I've kind of done and ticked off myself. It might be buying your dream car, college fund for the kids. Do you know, like the, the, the financial goals could be, be almost endless, but relevant to, to different people. Different folk will have different things that's important to them. As you were going down that list there, Phil, I, I was thinking we've done that show We've done that show. So we've we've done saving for holidays. We've done saving for Christmas. We've done build an emergency fund. I think we've done pension pot goals. We've done mortgages. So maybe moving to a bigger house, maybe covered that a little bit. We did bit. one on cars just the we other did week one, as we did well. one on cars, yeah. Um, college fund for the kids, we haven't done just yet, I don't think. But uh, we've done a lot of these. So if, if you are thinking about that, um, then you could do worse than delve into our back catalogue of, of podcasts and have a look at some of the titles there so we can help you out. And on top of all of these, I know that you look at charitable goals as well, don't you? I do. I, I think, like, for me, giving back is, is an important thing to me now. I, I, I don't know, like, I, I think I've mentioned it in previous shows. It's funny that the more I give away, the more it seems to come back to me, but I didn't do it for that reason. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I like, one, one of the goals I would love, like, one day... I would like to start my own charitable foundation. That, that's one goal that I, I have. I know my, my ex-partner, um, we, we've got a son with Down syndrome, and I know one of the goals that she always wanted to do was to have like a almost a charity night for, for Down syndrome Scotland. And, and I think she'll do it one day. I, I really do. So that, like for me, I, I like having that sort of goals as well. That's something that that really motivates me. I like helping people. And I suppose it's finding the goals that motivate you, is it? Because, I mean, it, for example, cars never used to interest me. I, I have got a goal now for, for cars, but it, it was something that never really motivated me. Whereas Peter, Peter, a, a chap I know, he's super motivated by cars. He's changing his car every few months almost. And mm-hmm. He's always like, right, I want this and I want that. But different different people all want different things. So everybody's goals will be quite unique to them. Okay, so whatever the goal, any tips for, for helping us achieve them? I know that you've spoken before about using those three sheets of paper. Recap that one for me first. Yeah, it, it's a really good exercise to do. And, and what I often say to people is get three sheets of paper, three, three blank sheets of A4 paper on sheet one, write down everything as to where you are now. So you would write down, for example, I've got X amount in the bank. I've got X amount on a credit card. Sorry, that's ambulance or police or somebody going by the office. <laughs> that's it fast now. The, yeah, so, so on sheet one, write down everything of where you are now. So you would write down how much money you've got in the bank. You would write down maybe the balance on your credit card, the balance on your mortgage. And, and it doesn't have to be just financial kind of things you could write down what your weight is various things so so you write down everything as it is now on sheet one on sheet two you write down everything that you want so you might say right I want to be mortgage free I want to be debt free I want to have an emergency fund of ten thousand pounds I want to have a pension pot of x amount so on sheet two you write down everything that you you want on there and then on sheet three that you write down what you're willing to give up to get from sheet one to sheet two, because there's an old saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. And, and sometimes to get somewhere, you've got to give something up. So an example of that, if you want to lose weight, you might have to give up 
drinking so much alcohol, you might have to give up your time to go and exercise. And it's the, the, the same with money things as well. So sometimes to get what you want, if you want to start saving more, sometimes you've got to give up some of the spending. So you might think, right, I, I maybe smoke cigarettes and it costs X amount per packet. If I saved, if I gave that up, how much would I save over a month, a year, and so on? So that's just a couple of examples of, of that as well. But it's a really good exercise to do. And one of the things I would say is take action, do these exercises and see how they, they help you. A lot of people will listen to the, the podcast or read a book, but they didn't actually do the, the tasks that, that people mention. But I, I think folk would find that one really interesting to do. And, you know, when, when I'm writing down sheet two, the things I want, that excites me and it makes me think, yeah, that, that's almost like writing down goals as well. So you're almost killing two birds with one stone by doing that. Yeah, I think I might need a couple of sheets for uh, for certain. <laughs> because a couple of spill, spillover sheets. There's also something you, you, you talk about called, is it the SMART principle or, or criteria? Tell me about that. Yeah, what, what that basically stands for, it's an acronym, Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant and Time-Bound. So um, often known as, as SMART. The, the specific, what, what you want to do is make sure that your goals are clear and well-defined. So that, that kind of covers that bit. Measurable is you, you want to measure your goals along the way it's good to be able to kind of like, and that was about to come back to the weight example, but it's a podcast about finances. So maybe like monetary terms. So you might say, right, I want to have a pension pot of X amount by the age of such and such. Mm-hmm. So you've got to think, right, how do I break that down? And you might think, right, in the early years, I'm not going to be saving so much, but then I'll be able to save more, maybe medium to longer term. And so goals have got to be measurable as well. Also got to be achievable, You've got to make sure that they're attainable and not impossible to achieve. Although it is good to have what's called, a, I've, I've heard this often referred to as a, a BHAG. And that again, that's another acronym, um, which stands for Big, Hairy, Audacious Goals. And, and one thing I would say is dream big. Don't let your limiting beliefs hold you back. Because a lot of folk often think, oh, no, I couldn't achieve that. But do you know, if, if you really want something badly enough, you, you can achieve it that that's the thing and the r stands for relevance you've got to set goals that are reasonable and and realistic and then t t for time that's a really important one because you've got to have clearly defined time scales for achieving your goals so again you might say right i want to achieve a pension fund of x amount by age 60 if you just say right i want to achieve a pension pot of x amount well it could go on and on for for a long time, but it's good to have it and say, right, I want something by this time, by this time next year, I want to have X amount in my bank. Um, instead of just saying, right, I want to have 10 grand, you might say, right, by this time, in three years' time, I want have 10,000 in my account. So what do I need to do to, to get that? Or you need to save X amount per month to reach that goal. So definitely good to have sort of like a time limit on your, your goals as well. Okay. So I, I, a time I, I, frame. I've been listening to all that and I have realized that my smart goal is to realize my financial and lifestyle dreams by removing Jay-Z from Beyonce's life and replacing him by around Christmas. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's roughly roughly where I am. Okay, <laughs> that's <laughs> re- is it realistic? <laughs> that's my big hairy audacious goal. <laughs> uh, other tips. I think what, what stimulates you best often comes uh, down to how you prefer to learn. So some people 
they take things in, they're listeners, others are more visual learners. And that's where, when it comes to goal setting, things like dream boards can come into play, can't they, Phil? I'm a very visual person. I, I love kind of visual things and I write down my goals. So I, I do that. So I've got it all written down. But, you know, I, I love like visuals. So I, I've actually got four pin boards. Three of them relate to personal stuff and one relates to business. So, so for example, on the, the personal boards, I've got photos. So I, I love traveling. So I've got photos of the, you know, the, the statue in Rio de Janeiro. Oh, yeah. A photo of that. I'd love to go there one day. Never been to South America before. Closest I've came was Barbados, which was a lovely place to, to go. I, I've got photos of there. I've got photos of Peru. I've got a, a picture of the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. That's another place that I've, I've never been to. I'm a big boxing fan. So one day I'd love to go to a big boxing match in Las Vegas. Um, I'd love to stay in the MGM Grand. Do you know, I think that the more specific you can be with your goals as well, the, the better. I mean, I, I've got a, a picture of the car that I would love to, to drive, but I've actually got it in the colour that I would love to, <laughs> to, to drive it in. And, and you know, some, some people actually say it's like picture, picture like the type of seats you want in it. Make it so like drilled down as to what you want and your mind will focus so much on on that but i i really find i mean some people call them like picture boards dream boards but i that's something that i have used a lot and i've found that to be really effective as well i i've got all sorts of things on there it's not just holidays and cars I, i've got pictures uh like a, a house that i would like to to buy one day I, i've got a picture with the, the oscars on it i'd love to attend the oscars I'd love to win an Oscar. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's it. I mean, if different people have got different things that that motivate them. For me, a lot of mine revolve around travel. But, I mean, I've had to change my boards over the years because the the very first one that I did, I, I think everything on there I've achieved. I'm a big American football fan, so I wanted to go to Denver to, to see my team playing. I wanted to go to a Super Bowl, so that was one of the, the ones that was on there. Um, one, one of the ones that I've got at the minute is Wimbledon. I'd love to. I've never been to Wimbledon. I actually had tickets for this year's championships, which was cancelled, so they've carried over to, to next year's. And I'm not really a big tennis fan, but I would just like to experience it, yeah. to go and say, oh, I've been to Wimbledon. That, that's that's a thing. So I, I have all of these sort of things. And I, I guess from a monetary point of view and a financial point of view, I've got all of these goals, and then I need to start thinking, right, how am I going to afford it? One of the goals that I've got, I, I, I wanted to go to a Super Bowl, and then I changed it, and I thought, no, I want to go to the Super Bowl every year. Now, COVID kind of changed that for the last one because nobody could travel, and at the minute, well, I think they, they've opened up America again, so you can start soon travelling there. But I, I thought, no, I, I, I didn't want my goal just to be attend a Super Bowl. I was like, I want to go every year. Now, it's costly. I mean, you're, you're looking at about four grand for a ticket to, to go to that. But for me, I then start planning and saying, right, what's my trip going to cost? Let's say with the flights and accommodation, it's just just pick a figure, six or 7,000. Let, let's say it's 6,000. I know I need to start saving 500 quid a month for the next year to pay for that trip. So I can then set a goal. So right, that's my like short-term goal is to say, right, I want to save that every single month to pay for that trip 
somewhere down the, the line. But I, I personally, I love the, the visual things and I, I love having these boards to, to kind of keep me focused and think, right, that's what I want to achieve. That's what makes me work hard every day, looking at these boards to think, right, I want to get that. I can hear the enthusiasm in your voice. Oh, do you know what? Just speaking about it, I love it. And I, honestly, I look at the boards and I just think, that's what I want. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and this is this is episode 56 that we're on here, Phil. We've done this for over a year now. Yeah. And we've never, ever clashed. But if there's a photo of Beyonce on that board, then, then you know, but by, by, by the same token, if there's a photo of Jay-Z and like sniper sights above him, then I think we could team up and, <laughs> and maybe, maybe realise our goal quicker. Uh, I hope Mrs. <laughs> Mellis is near listening to this one. <laughs> yeah, let's just move aside. One thing, I've yeah. got a picture. Of, I've got a photo of Roger Daltrey. I'm a big fan of The Who. All right. And I would love to meet him. Now, it's funny, going back to things being like um, achievable, I, I guess, I mean, I, I'd love to meet him one day he's not getting any younger and neither am I to, to be honest, but so they like, you know, sometimes things come up that derail your, your kind of goals, but it's good to have all of these things. And honestly, it didn't limit your beliefs because one of the major things I learned at school, I, I, I left school with two hires. So probably I, I don't know how that compares to the average person. Well, I, I'm, I'm the same. So I left with like, two hires yeah, as well. I mean, like I, I look at, there's a lot more people qualified than me that's done degrees that's really highly qualified and, and highly skilled, but they probably haven't experienced the, the things that I have in life. And for me, a lot of that is down to the fact that I've been so focused and think, right, that's what I want. When, when I was at school, I, I, I did okay, but I, I was very fortunate. I went to, to private school. My mom and dad didn't have to pay for it. I got most of the fees paid by a, a bursary. So I was surrounded by kids that were really well off. Now, one of the things with them is they just expected to do well in life. Whereas the I was born, brought up in a council house and the kids from the background that I was brought up in, they just expected, right, we'll just get an average job, average pay. So that was almost their kind of belief. And, you know, I once I left school, a few years later, I seen some of the lads that I went to school with, you seen them going here, there, and everywhere, and driving these nice cars and, and stuff. And I thought, why them and why name me? And then I thought, right, what have I got to do to, to get to that? And and a lot, I had to work hard. I had to put in an awful lot of effort when the business I own, especially in the, the early years. But, you know, if, if I, I always thought, if they can do it, why can I need do it? And, and it, a lot of the times it's people's beliefs or limiting beliefs that kind of hold them back. I mean, I, like I say, I, I've seen people who, aren't as bright as me, doing much better. And it's just, and that's it. So honestly, if you want something, go for it. This has turned out to be one of my favourite episodes. So <laughs> you know what? When, when I was looking at it, I thought, I, I, I love speaking about goals and financial things. So the two really combined so yeah, well. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, try and sort of get us back on. Instead of dreaming, yeah. let's get back on to actually focusing on this. When it comes to the length of a goal, Phil, you often hear people talk about the, you know, their five-year goal, which presumably would be one of the longer-term goals. I don't know. But is is there a, a common duration category that most goals fall into? I mean, is it more difficult to target something that's further away that's in the longer term? Does that mean there's... You know, I, I think failing? often, like often what you want to do is think, right, where do I want to be at a certain point in time? So maybe think about your long-term goals. So it might be, how do I want my life to look? 
when I retire. And at that point, you might think, right, I want to go on two holidays a year. I maybe want to, to do this. I want to have an income of X amount. So, so you would have your long-term goals. And then what you might then do is say, right, okay, to get that, maybe by a certain age, I want to have a... So maybe in the medium term, the goal might be to have a pension pot worth X amount. And then in the short term, you might think, right, okay, in the next year, I want to save £200 a month over the next year, which would be like almost two and a half grand. So that you can sort of... It's good to have long, medium and short term kind of goals and often they interlink with each other. So to get that dream retirement that you want, you've got to kind of start thinking, right, what do I need to do to get that? So often that will incorporate like a short term goal to get you to the the longer term one. So it's important to look at things over all periods of time. Mm -hmm. It's This is all... uh... It's visualization, isn't it? I mean, I've listened to and spoken to so many people that say, right, you're talking about, you know, really dialing into your dream by saying, if it's if it's that car, look at the upholstery. How does it smell? How does it look? How does it feel? How does it, you know, when you touch it, all of that, and then turn yourself around and sort of look back and the steps to getting there yeah, suddenly come into focus. It's, it's uh, that reverse engineering thing. Uh, do, do you know what? Like Tiger Woods, there used to be an old saying, oh, even Tiger Woods has got a coach. But what he used, I mean, he, he was the most successful golfer, but what he used to do was he would he would turn up at a competition, he would go on to the 18th green and he would visualise himself like maybe holding the putt to win that competition. So in his mind, he'd like been there and done it, which probably then made it easier for him when he was actually doing it. So he, like the, a lot, what I like to do is look at the habits of successful people and say, right, what makes them like a bit different from everybody else? And then you start thinking, right, that's what I want to, to kind of aim for myself. Phil, you really need to listen to the One Percent Club podcast. I hate, I hate, uh, like you know, throwing something out there that's that's my <laughs> own. But that is exactly the premise of the One Percent Club podcast, yeah. and in particular, is the guy that you're going to love, uh, called Daniel Priestley, who okay. is he's a, an entrepreneur. He's written four business books, yeah, and he's episode four of that, and you'll love that episode. Perfect. Anyway, I'll, I'll look that up and listen to it. <laughs> Thanks. Getting back to finance specifically, yeah. how often should we re- review our, our financial goals? You know, I I, I would say like at least every couple of years. I mean, ideally, you want to do it at least annually, I would say. I I know at the business I own, the the financial planners will say, look, we'll we'll do at least an annual review is what they they tend to recommend. I I always think, you know, like, I mean, for me, I I normally tend to set goals towards the end of the year. Named like New Year's resolutions, but I always think, right, what do I want to achieve next year? So that's something I do. But, you know, I'm, I'm setting goals all the time. I mean, I, I've got a 90 day plan. I've got like a plan for where I want to be in, in five years. I've got that written down. So, so you know, to be honest, I, I'm kind of reviewing my goals constantly and I'm always measuring to see how I'm getting towards getting there. So it can be something that's ongoing, but certainly with, with financial goals, because things change all the time. I mean, legislation changes, tax positions change, the, the government will come out with new like budgets I'll change things. So I, I do I, I do personally feel that people should be reviewing their, their financial position at least annually. And how can a financial planner help with your goals? Like a, a financial planner can, can help you plan for savings, investments, 
tax planning, estate planning, retirement planning, long-term care planning. They, they should also be able to help you with, with goal setting as well. And do, do you know, like, I mean, the, there's a term, in, in the past it was often financial advisor, whereas I'm starting to see more being called financial planners because what they are doing is helping you plan for for the future and and you know i i actually think that in years to come financial planners or financial advisors will be almost more like kind of money coaches and helping people like think right what do you want to achieve and how are we going to help you to to get there so i think we're seeing a, a bit of a shift in that already what about over the course of your life, Phil? Because you, you mentioned those goals change, don't they? I mean, you might save to get married, and, and he was hoping you only do that the once. You might have goals to save for a house or in order to start a family, maybe save for a car or a pension or a college fund. You mentioned a lot of these over the course of the show, but like I say, yeah. these financial goals, they tend to change. Some you might achieve. Others might be with you your, your whole working life, like your pension. But as you get older, it then takes on much more significance. So what sort of goals should we be setting and when should we be looking to bring them to prominence in our lives? Yeah, there, there's different things. I mean, like I, I've, I've kind of looked at things like 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, but I, again, some, some of these things will be more relevant and, and different people will be doing things at different times of their life. That, that's the thing. But generally, like if somebody's in their, their 20s, they, they would be, once they start working, they'll, they'll start saving for retirement. They might want to save for, for an emergency fund. If they built up any debt at college or university, they might want to try and pay that off. Somebody in that kind of age bracket, generally, if, like if with, with their money, they can usually afford to take a bit more risks than somebody who's maybe in, say, their 60s, for, for example. Once you get to your 30s, you might want to start saving for a house. You, you might, like a deposit for a, a mortgage. Again, your retirement planning will, will kind of come in there. You might want to, your goals may evolve around like children and, and planning for having kids. If, if I thought would probably do that in their, their 20s as well. But there's a lot of different things. I mean, it, I would say for somebody in their 30s, if they've got any after-tax income, they should be looking to invest or, or save that. Once you get into your 40s, uh, that, which is the age bracket I'm in, I mean, for me at the minute, well, I'm fortunate that I've managed to eliminate most of my debt. I've still got a mortgage. So one of the, the things for me that, that's a priority is try to pay the mortgage down and get it paid off as, as quickly as I can because I've got kids that are growing up. A, a big priority for me is like investing in a, almost like an education plan for them. It's to think, right, are they going to go on to college, university? What's going to be the cost of that? Retirement is a big thing for, for me. I'm starting to think, right, I want to be saving more into my pensions. Once you get into your 50s, I mean, the, again, pensions are going to be a big focus for you in retirement planning at that age. And, and one of the good things is that if you haven't maybe made the contributions to your retirement plans that you should have, you, you might want to try and contribute the maximum into it. You might want to catch up on, on contributions. So that might be a priority at that kind of age. When, when you get in your 50s, you, you may also want to start thinking about how you're going to like fund like long-term care needs. That's been a bit in the news lately because there's been, been some changes to that. Also mentioned again, at that kind of age bracket, you're, you're hopefully looking to get your mortgage paid off. I know now more and more people's mortgages are running into their kind of 60s and beyond, unfortunately, for, for some people. And when you get to your 60s, 
at that point I mentioned you may want to start thinking about being a bit more conservative with your investments. Not everybody will be throwing at that age again, things like estate planning, you'll be thinking, well, what happens to, to stuff if I was to pass away? You might be reviewing like your life insurance policies at that age, any like other insurances, disability insurance, could be that you, you may be looking at like travel insurance going up because you're, you've maybe had some ailments by that time. And again, in your 60s, it's a good time to investigate planning for, for kind of long-term care and, and that sort of thing as well. So there, there's different things that come up that different ages, but there's so many different areas of financial planning to look at throughout your life. Mm. And on top of all that, there's a Super Bowl to get to every year as well, Phil. Definitely, I know. <laughs> Again, as you say, it's one of those subjects where there seems to be an awful lot of info to break down sometimes. And when it comes to goal setting, that's far from ideal. So what are the key takeaways from this one, Phil? I suppose the first thing I would say is write down your goals. So that, that's such an important thing. But I, I would also say... Like identify goals with a focus, things that motivate you and, and that you would want to succeed to, to achieve them. Break your break them down into smaller steps is important as well. So you might think, right, this is my end goal, but how am I going to get there? So breaking that down into kind of almost bite-sized chunks. And, and I would say that the main thing is do it. A lot of folk will kind of think about goals, but you want to actually go and do it and achieve it. So that, that would be the, the kind of, third point there now each week so far as we've covered various topics phil's given us a look back over his own life story and how it's been affected by the subjects we've been discussing so phil today uh, financial goal setting what have you got on that you know like i i did one exercise i was i wanted to share a thing that i did in the past it's called nlp which i think stands for neuro linguistic programming so it sounds quite like, I don't know, sounds quite complicated, really. But what, what that is, it's a, almost a way of programming your, your mind. And, and what I did, one, one of the exercises that I took action on was, so I, I would write down write down a list of the things that you want. So I, I would write down, right, I want to be Ellen Bowling Club champion. I want to be a millionaire. I want this, I want that. Now, I, I actually did this exercise when, when Campbell and Forbes, my twin boys, were born. They were kept in hospital for about 10 days after they were born. So this is back 2013. I, I did this exercise and it was immensely, like it, it helped me enormously. So I, I wrote these things down. So I put, I want to this, I want that. And then what you then do is once you've wrote down what you want, you reword it. So then I wrote, I am Ellen Bowling Club champion. I am a millionaire. I am a successful business owner. I am an award-winning financial advisor. I, I wrote down a list of all these things. And again, you can write down, like, I, I am free of debt. You, you can write all of this. So, so first of all, you write what you want, and then you write, I am such and such. And do you know what? In, in 2014, the very next year, I won the bowling championship at, at Ellen. <laughs> I, I used to have a goal. I, I used to say, right, I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm 50. And, and when you write that down, you start kind of walking about, like after I wrote that down, I am Ellen Bowling Club champion, I was walking about as if I had already achieved it. And, and you get people that say like, fake it until you make it. But there, there's a, a woman called Amy Cuddy. She done one of these TED Talks and she put fake it until you become it. And, and I'm a great believer in that. So I, again, I, I kind of like, I, I was walking about as a successful businessman 
before I became a successful businessman. But it was in my mind, and it's like, I am that. So I believed it and achieved it. So I, I, that was another really powerful exercise that, that I would encourage folk to do as well. So it's writing down, first of all, what you want, but then changing it from I want to I am. So I like you can do it with a number of different things. But that, that was a real powerful thing to do as well. So that's something I've done and wanted to share with you as well. I feel we always do this bit as well. You find inspiration, I know, through various people that you admire and you love a quote. So one that fits our subject matter for this episode on financial goal setting. Quote of the week this week is from Pablo Picasso. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> our goals can only be reached through a vehicle of a plan in which we must fervently believe and upon which we must vigorously act. There is no other route to success. That's enormously sensible from a guy that drew people having heads as triangles. <laughs> I suppose you could dance it on winning the lottery, but chances of that are probably quite slim. Now, Phil is uh, really keen on trying to help you with your financial queries. If you want to email a question to us, please do. And as always, we can ask them anonymously if you prefer. Let's get on to this week's uh, contact details for Phil coming up. I'll give it to you after these. Here's our first question. Hi, Phil. I've just been told that I've inherited some property in America. It's a house and some land in Texas. Everyone got the Dallas theme playing in their head. <laughs> South Fork Ranch. Um, I have no plans to move there, and my preference would be to sell. But before I do, I'm wondering what sort of issues I may run into selling from the UK, and if there's a smart way to do this as opposed to a dumb one. You know, you've got me a little bit stumped on this one. I, I would probably say the first thing I would recommend would be speaking to a tax specialist probably a bit out with the remit of what I would usually get involved in. So I'm not really too sure what the tax position would be in the US. I know that in America, they do have something that's called a foreign investment and in real property tax. So you probably need to check to see if, if this would be liable to that. I, I genuinely didn't know is, is the answer to that. So I'm kind of passing the buck here, but I, I would say, look, go and speak to a, a tax specialist on that one. Is that something, now I'm going to throw this back at you, Phil. Yeah. So um, is that something, if if I came to you and, you know, I genuinely had this problem and I walked into your offices, would you yeah. say, right, okay, we, we will put you in touch with a tax specialist in America that can help? Yeah, I mean, you, you'll find there might be somebody in the UK that would be able to, to help with it, but right. financial advisors generally, like the, the bulk of them, you, you've got to have permissions to deal with, for example, people overseas. You, you're often you're only allowed to deal with maybe certain things. So I know the, the business that I own is now allowed to advise people on, for example, expats. We, we can only deal with people, I think, if they're paying tax in the, the UK is one of the, the kind of things there. So that would be something that I'd be getting the guys to, to refer on elsewhere in that okay. kind of situation. Okay, next one is uh, from Keith in Huntley, which sounds like a real geographical problem. <laughs> who, wants, who wants to know if there's a, a compare website which allows you to find the cheapest way of watching the telly shows you want to see? So not the best deals on TV sets, if you like, but the cheapest way to watch. For instance, you know, if the Ryder Cup is on or a series that you want to watch, yeah. a TV program. Is there a compare website for that? One, one of the things, I mean, I, I moved home recently. One of the things that I did, I, I went on to U-Switch to try and get an idea of all the different packages available. It was quite good. It showed you things like the various broadband and TV bundle packages that you can get. And it covered quite a number of options. You had things like Sky, Virgin TV, BT. There was that Now TV, which I think is owned by 
Sky. Yeah. Uh, it can be frustrating, can it? And I know what it's like. You want to watch a like your favourite football team and one week they're on Premier Sports, then they're on, remember you used to have Satanta, I think yeah. it's gone now, but uh, it's nuts. The amount of different channels you can get, you've got BT Sport, you've got Sky Sports, so it can be difficult to try to get something to, to incorporate them all, but I, I found that that website, you switch was quite good just to, yeah. to have a look at some of the various TV deals that, that's available there. I tell you one thing: when it comes when it comes to a sports channel, Rob McLean will have worked for all of them. That's just uh, that's just the truth, my friend. Know. My friend Rob. Uh, when did... you mentioned TVs, there, I thought you were. Remember back in the day, folk used to rent TVs. Oh, um, ra- radio used... rentals. Yeah, it's nuts. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that actually the other day I, I, when I was cleaning out my old house. I came across like cassettes and my kids are like what's that i'm thinking oh i didn't want to try and explain there were certain <laughs> things that i found I was like what do you think this is and i have a clue but I, well I mean, listen a bit like vinyl had a revival cassettes yeah. were, were having a mini revival yeah. not that long ago but i don't think it'll really take off chucked out some amount of cds i thought i was like right nowadays you've got like amazon music you've got spotify yeah. that sort of stuff and the amount of cds i chucked out and maybe one day i'll regret it but <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> well, you don't chuck them out, Phil. You go and sell them on if you can. No, I should have. Somebody was saying, is it Music Magpie or some of these You could places? do that. Or, you know, know, record fairs are another one as yeah. well. Uh, I remember having to sell my entire record collection when I was a student because I'd, 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 <laughs> I'd blown my bursary and I had to sell my entire record collection just to stay afloat. I would just say as well, before you get in touch with a question, you, you might want to take a look at our back catalogue because we have covered a fair few topics so far and we might have touched on what you're interested in. I'm John Ellis. Thank you for joining us today for the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson. If you feel you need a helping hand with anything we've been talking about or anything else of a monetary matter, find Phil for finance. Search Phil Anderson Financial Services online or on the Facebook page for the show. Search Personal Finance with Phil Anderson. That's Personal Finance with Phil Anderson on Facebook. Phil's on Twitter and LinkedIn as well. Or why not email Phil a question that he can answer on a future show? His address is Phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. That's phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. Send him your question. And like I say, Phil could be answering it in an upcoming podcast. And please be assured, we won't use your real name if that's what you prefer. Remember, if you found this useful, please rate and recommend us. Please follow us on Apple or whatever you get your podcast. That way you'll get us every week with the info you want when you need it. You'll get all the links you need on Phil's social media. Good luck with your money. Phil's doing his best to help make that cash go further. We'll see you next time. And thanks for listening. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening.